everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to Uncommon Wealth Partners Podcast. We are here. It's Aaron Kramer and myself. Yeah. And we have a guest. So let me introduce, do the bio. We've got to love bios. Bios are great. Yep. So Iowa native, Marine Corps combat veteran from 2002 to 2014, Gunside Academy instructor from 2016 to present, Ostrander defense owner and operator yes. from 2018. Matt Ostrandler, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Right. Thanks for being on the show. Aaron, quickly, what do you know about this cat? Because he is the reason why you're the yeah, reason why I'm he's here. Yeah, I'm to have him on. So he's married to my cousin and learned what he did through times. I'm like, oh, don't mess with Matt, you know? Guns. <laughs> That's Guns. probably smart. But, you know, uh, he's a great guy. He's got his own business going and uh, it's very unique. Right. So, That's the reason why we wanted him is like, Let's talk through business. Yeah. Matt, you and I talk before we hit right. record. Right. And one thing that I, I really want to unpack is how does like a business evolve over the years as you're building it? Obviously from 2018, that's about four years in. Right. You've, you've gone through it, but I would say your airplane is up. It's flying. Right. A lot of, uh, as we talk about, airplanes don't even make it off the runway. Right. <laughs> the cash flow runs out and the business goes no more, <laughs> uh, but yours is. So I want to talk through that, but... When you were in fifth grade, did you think that you'd be where you're at today? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, fifth grade, man, I knew I would have been in the military at this point. Okay. I didn't know how that was going to play out. But other than that, no, I didn't have aspirations to be a business owner. I didn't have uh, anything like that. So this is all follow the road, follow the route that, you know, has been put in front of me. Yeah. So yeah. First dude, thanks for your service. Like oh, that's something that I vastly take for granted. I think we all do. So mm-hmm. to f- say that I understand even what it takes, I don't. So <laughs> thank you is all I can appreciate think of. it. Thank but, you for your support. Uh, yeah. And you're in studio, which is my favorite way to interview people. So right? thanks for coming in. No problem. Yeah. Um, so when you were in fifth grade, you wanted to be in the military, you wanted to serve others. Like, how do you feel like that core value was instilled in you? Probably parents or... Oh, absolutely. Uh, so m- unique thing about my background and my family is we have traced our family history through all the major conflicts and wars from clear back the Revolutionary War Shut coming forward. Up. Yep. So, you know, I had grandparents that served during the World War II era. I've had family members serve during the Korean War era. My father and uncle served during the Vietnam era and just fought forward up. Yeah, Matt, that is fascinating. So, so cool. I just knew. How did you find that out? Just family history. Uh, my family is very good at keeping track of our family history. Okay. So, you know, uh, while I have all the paperwork set aside and completed, I've never submitted it to be part of the, everybody's heard of the Daughters of the Revolution. Okay. No, but not as many people hear of the Sons of the Revolution, but I have traced the genealogy back enough to be considered for Sons of the Revolutionary War. What does that even mean? Yeah. It seems it just, like you should get like just a means you have everywhere you go. Direct, <laughs> descent, direct descendants, direct ties to a descendant that served during the uh, Revolutionary War wow. or the Civil War or so on. In this case, I 
had a uh, ancestor who uh, died, unfortunately, during the fallback, George Washington, General George Washington's fallback uh, out of Connecticut and coming out of New York City. And so he, he died during that time, but he'd had enough you know, kids at home at that point. That, oh, man. So the name lived on, yeah. That is crazy. So, I feel like oh, cool. I have so many more questions that doesn't really get us to where we're at. Well, we could have that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, so fifth grade, you wanted to serve, but yep. you didn't think you'd be a business owner. So talk about your service and then how you started to get this inclination that, hey, I might want to be a business owner. Oh, man. So uh, 2002 happened. You know, 9-11 happened. I knew I was a couple semesters in at DMACC at that point, like every other kid right out of high school, yep. right? And so, you know, 9-11 happened. I, by March of 2002, I had enlisted. And so I was in the Marine Corps by then. So um, did that for my first four to five years. Never really went in thinking it would be a career. I was still just enlisted. Um, and made it ultimately up to the rank of sergeant. I went in as an infantry guy, so I was right where I wanted to be. If you're going to go into the military, you might as well do the military thing, yeah, right. right? And so did that, and then um, go figure. Department of Defense, Marine Corps, military, they upset you to the point where you're like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and get out, and you know, enough <laughs> of this. And But during those initial five years, I had finished my bachelor's degree. And so that... So that that was in March of 07. I got out of the Marine Corps. And then so, but recruiters start. Yeah, they do. They, yeah, they, they do. know all the right buttons to push, all the right things to say. Long story short, September of 07 found me in Quantico, Virginia, going through officer candidate school for the Marine Corps. So I went back in. Luckily, I had enough time or not enough time out of service that I didn't have any uh, stop loss on my service time. So I didn't lose anything. Right. So I just kept on serving um, and picked up lieutenant, captain, and eventually got out as captain, but uh, spent all of that time attached to the infantry as an intelligence officer, uh, you know, deployments, different places around the world. The, the, my last deployment was in Afghanistan and I got injured. So that was a medevac home couple years of that going through all that process wow. ended up uh, medically retiring me out at uh, in 2014 so that was 12 years of service yeah and then um, just got out that way and so during that time so i had a lot of downtime between me getting um, medevac home and then them deciding what they wanted to do with me um, started thinking about church security of all things. I saw back at that time, religious places, places of worship were starting to get pinpointed, starting to get kind of attacked a little bit. So I thought, man, somebody needs to come in and really start teaching these people how to defend themselves instead of depending on police force, mm -hmm. instead of looking outside the box or this old mindset, oh, it's never going to happen here. It's right, not going right. to happen um, to us. It is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I started thinking about that clear back in 2012 and thought, well, man, maybe there's something there. Maybe I can use my training and experiences from different cultures around the world to help bring all this together and do something for them. Uh, 
you know, so that was really my foundational idea for a wow. business decision. Right. I was very acute, very pinpoint. Right. Um, got out of the Marine Corps, ended up going to a place called Gunside Academy. It's the oldest privately owned gunfighting school in the nation. Um, it was one of three. Now it's, I think it's one of one now. Really? Uh, that's the only one left. Yeah, 42, 43 years old now. It's been going on for a long time. And I say gunfighting school because they don't teach you how to shoot there. They teach you how to fight with firearms. Wow. Did that's that, a whole other deal. That's, that's a, whole a whole other deal. Different, Thank you very much. Different level of doing things. <laughs> so went there as a student, continued going there as a student. You... If they like what they see, or you might not even be aware of it, they're looking at you, evaluating you. Mm-hmm. You get an invitation to participate in a an apprenticeship program. Well, yeah. I got invited they to knew. do the apprenticeship. They liked what they saw. And yeah. He's a bad man. Yeah. Ended Dude, up, if you saw his beard, you'd be like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay? <laughs> it's just starting to come in. <laughs> um, um, ended up going through the apprenticeship program, been on the instructor cadre there since... 2016 really so yeah i've been doing that so i go down there from anywhere from a couple weeks to uh, you know six weeks at a time down there and love it i have very much found that if i can't be the one on the line pulling the triggers now i like to be the guys or teaching Teaching the ones that know how to do that so it's a little bit of everybody you can have everyday you know civilians that nobody has ever handled a gun before all the way up to law enforcement SWAT team guys you know special forces guys looking for tune-ups before they go back overseas things like that so we see down there the whole gamut of all that so been doing that started doing that and then i thought well i can start bringing some of my experiences and my training and all of that back to iowa to the midwest yep and so all of that came into play. So I started taking all these different experiences, all this different training that I had and bringing it into the world of um, places of worship and religious organizations. Very cool. And that's where I started. Australian Defense was, you know, uh, church security and doing risk assessment and trying to help them huh. figure out ways to manage and mitigate any risk that they had and then if something should the worst case scenario ever happen how do we respond to this how do we recover from that yep and all of that sort of just kept snowballing over the you know since 2018 over the years everything starts snowballing well now that leads into more self-defense and mindset training and now we start getting into Hmm active shooter uh, instructor certifications and stop the bleed certifications and first aid CPR, AED, Red Cross certifications. I could see how it would go to that. It just kind of keeps snowballing and snowballing. And I knew, (laughs) I thought, man, you know, I kind of want to add firearms into that. And I I want to eventually get to the point where I have my own place. I have a place so I can offer offer training. And... Man, so that led to me to get my federal firearms license, which I never thought I would get. Never really wanted to dabble in that world right. at all. You know, that's a whole another bottle of wax. Yeah. You know, didn't want to get back involved with the federal entities. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am doing that. And then, you know, meanwhile, like any gun guy or any 
any enthusiast of anything, I mean, even if you go hiking, you like to maintain your own gear. You find some things that start working for you yeah. or even uh, automotive stuff. Whatever you're into, you start tweaking your own gear and equipment. And so I start doing this for myself with firearms. Well, now that leads into gunsmithing, and now I'm doing work on customer guns. Well, good thing I have my federal firearms license because it's still legal to do that, you know. So here we are in this whole thing now. So now I don't only, you know, get my uh, retirement compensation from the Marine Corps. Now I'm not mm-hmm. just teaching down at Gunsight Academy. Now I'm not just running my own business. On a whim, I decide to put in a uh, application down here at Iowa Valley Community College. Uh, they weren't even hiring, and I thought, well, I'll just go in there and help them out as best I can. I like guns, and I like to teach things about firearms. So I'll, they have the only gunsmith program in the um, in the Iowa, State of Iowa, and it's one of the only ones in the Midwest area, and it's less than ten, probably right around six for a residence associate's degree gunsmithing program in the nation huh 2020 happens bottom of the world falls out but by the time they start bringing their staff and faculty back on my predecessor didn't want to do it anymore they offer it to me here you are so here i am now i'm leading the gunsmith program at iowa valley community college and so all of this then again comes back around full circle everything that i can starts funneling back into my business yeah. What have I learned? What right. have I? What works? What doesn't work? Right. What experiences do all I very have? synergistic though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It all revolves around the same industry, yes, right? Which is brilliant, and it's something so. that I think a lot of business owners, especially starting out, have this big audacious goal to handle all of those, and they don't mm-hmm. do one right, mm-hmm. right? So I would love to hear how the retirement, like from the military, has helped you like catapult because like obviously it's cash flow mm-hmm. that's fairly consistent. Oh yeah, so that took care of everything. So there you that go. took man, that took all of my worries and yep. everything off yep. the table because the way the military is set up, or even guys that are one hundred percent disabled through the VA, right? You get not only your compensation, you get. Um, Insurance, full coverage insurance for yourself and for family members. Which so is all huge. of your medical yeah. and dental benefits. I would say that that's one covered. of the biggest reasons why people don't end up doing a business is because right. of that. Right. Right. Yeah. That's huge. And then being military perks, all of your dependents are have their education paid for up right. to the age of twenty six for your Jeez. children, and then for you and your spouse. You know that's that big. That's huge. Big. That's. You know, that's how I was able to help Morgan get her master's degree yeah. was through my benefits of that package. So that was that was the game changer for me. Once mm-hmm. I had that 100 percent disability rating and got my full compensation from the VA and from the military and all that, that opened up so many doors because now I can right. focus on what I was wanting to do, which was church security yep. and small business right. risk assessment. And you weren't worried about the dollar bill. You're just like, I'm here to help. I'm here to help at that point. And then slowly things have just gotten better and better. And here we are where we are today. Right. So I want to talk about your, your wife, your wife, how long Mm -hmm. you've been married? Uh, since 2017. So we just hit our five year mark. Okay. Nice. What was her thought process through this whole transition? 
And maybe because she was the cash supportive. flow is like, okay, yeah, do what you want to do. So at the time, we didn't have any kids. Okay. And so she was still working full-time, and she knew she wanted to work full-time until she started having children and then transitioned to being at home. Right. So she was absolutely- The harder job. Right. The harder job of being yeah, a mother. Right. Yeah. So she was absolutely supportive of me, you know, instead of, you know, obviously, hey, don't stay home and do nothing. Yeah. Well, now I have something to show for it, right? Yeah. So that's what I did. So she, she was, you know, hard, Mm. hard job for her to have to go to work to her commute was horrible. You know, it was walking across the street every single day because we lived in a small town where she could just walk across the street every single day. But all that to be said, so she went to work every day. I was at home building this thing, which I wasn't really sure what it was going to be yet at this point. And, you know, that, that was, uh, all that to be said, she was very supportive. Good. What about pricing? Like when you first get into something like this, how do you price it for a church? Like your first one is like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Right. Okay. So (laughs) I really undersold myself. Yeah. Um, Everybody does. for the record. (laughs) So I don't know what I'm worth. I don't know what this information that I have is worth. Yes. If I know it, obviously everybody else knows it, right? So, <laughs> although um, we just heard all your credentials, and it's like no, nobody knows. So, yeah. well, now when you look back, um, but at the time you're like nobody else knows what. No, everybody else knows what this is. No, nobody's going to pay for this. So you undersell yourself. I think my first job was, hey, I will build you a church security team for seven hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's is that fair? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that fair? And yeah, you're yeah, really you're nervous about it. Yeah, right? like, you're like you feel bad giving them the bill. Right. (laughs) And, and, you know, now it's grown over the years into where I can itemize it. I, you can do an a la carte with me and this is how much it costs. This is how much it costs. Or if you want the all inclusive package, here's Here's your price, take it or leave it. Right. You know, and, and one thing that I have learned is that if you go, cause I have done this in North Carolina and I've talked to other churches in other States. And if you want me to come do this for you, you supplement my travel and my board. Absolutely. There, right? yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I found out that's not uncommon. Not at all. And so for anybody who doesn't understand that, that's not uncommon. Don't be afraid to ask for them to, hey, reimburse my travel yep. and put me up in the hotel right. while I'm there working. Yeah. And then right. you're going to pay me however much. On top much of what I did. Right. Yeah. Right. So that isn't. The only thing you don't do is just, I want to pretty him for food. That's what you can maybe right. add next time. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I learned that, that that wasn't uncommon because I learned of a company that was similarly doing things like this okay. and they were charging. And this was this was my eye opener for my price. They were charging almost three times as much as I was, and he had, like you said, his per diem and his yep. his room and board was all set up yep. on top of his fees. Right. And we're going boom. mind blown. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I can I want, do that. <laughs> I want Aaron to ask the next question, but before we get into this, I have a good friend in my church, uh, mm-hmm. Josh Dunwoody, and he does the safety team stuff. Right. And he had somebody come in and they did like a live shooter training. Right. Okay. And so this is how I found out about it. Uh, I was kind of greeting people, you know, at the beginning of your church, mm-hmm. and this guy had, like, something on his face. And I was like, dude, hey, like, you all right? And he's like, yeah, we had this first Persian shooter training yesterday, and they had, like, like airsoft guns or whatever. And he was like, yeah, right. totally got taken out. <laughs> right. But how cool is that? And then so what happened is they get all the people from the safety training people there, and he ended up showing a picture. He's like, I wouldn't show this to a lot of people because they're in the church, right? Like, it's right. kind of alarming to see somebody come in. But they had somebody... Uh, one of my friends, Sam, that's on the team, was like, hey, come in. He's like, do you want me to be trained or untrained? Because he's 
He right. was in the military. He was like, well, let's, let's go trained. Whoever the trainer was like, yeah, let's go trained. He took them all out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so, so then he's like, okay, go back, not trained and see how mm-hmm. they go. And, uh, but what I was, I was actually really thankful that they would take enough time to think through this right. and not like think like, well, this will never happen to us. Right. Let's, let's actually pretend it does. So you just react when it happens. Right. That's what we're looking for. And so what you're doing is super valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that there's value there that people will pay for and they should. Yeah. Because this is real stuff, right? It is. It's very real. And unfortunately, most places you can't afford to ignore it anymore. Right. And, and what I'm finding out, and I'll give one final piece and then, you know, Aaron can ask me his questions. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, is I'm, that I'm listening. I'm, it's it's be gone beyond the church security now. Now I'm helping other p- small businesses. Mm-hmm. Like I've done a couple of the Chick Fil A's around oh, town now. Nice. So you know, help them out with their active shooter training. And so it's again, it's branching out and doing things like that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you can't afford not to think about it now. Yeah. I mean, this is totally off topic, kind of a little bit. But like, did you guys just hear like the other day that uh, someone shot a KFC person like at mm. the drive through because they didn't have corn? <laughs> Sounds about right. Me. It's yeah. getting more and more like. Yeah. Right. So, so, I guess the point is like, we need to get trained. People are going right. to, you know, yeah. Stupid things, things are, are happening. happening. Things are happening. Yeah. And sure. it's just more and more tension is building. It is. It just seems like more and more people are frustrated. Mental health is real. Yes. Yep. And you just don't know what that can do to somebody. Right. And so it's never bad to it's have somebody bad. who's trained. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And, you know, and, We'll get into it a little bit, a little bit, just, we won't get into it a whole lot, but a little bit. So many people think, well, police force, police force, police force. And don't get me wrong. I love the police force. I'm not one of those people that are anti-cop at all. I have a lot of friends that are police. They are like the average in Des Moines right now is six minutes away. That's the average. That's not the best and that's not the worst, but Six minutes is a long time. Your life can change in six minutes. And most of these incidences are over in 30 seconds or less. Yep. Right. And you have to make irrevocable decisions Decisions. in 30 seconds or less. And so six minutes is huge and it's It's not always fair. So these guys, these cops, they're out there every single day. And I run into this a lot and it's totally fair to them. Five, six days a week, they're cops, 12 hour shifts. When they go to church, they don't want to do that They don't want to do the cops. They want to shut off, and they should be allowed to shut off. Absolutely. And so I am very much a firm believer in that a lot of people need to start taking more responsibility for their personal protection, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, so all that to be said, because I know that's the number one thing that's always said. Well, that's what we have police force for. That's great, but that's not really fair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And six minutes is a long time. Right? So let's say they're the best, and it's three and a half. Right. Still... Like right. the average instance is 30 seconds. And then, so. yeah. and then we go one step further and we hire cops on hand to be there in person all the time. If they don't go to the church, they really don't know who's supposed to be there, who's not supposed to be there. If I come up to you and you're law enforcement and you're not really there, hey, where do I take my child for nursery? Well, I don't know. You right. Know, I, I, right. That, that's, that's, there's a whole different dynamic. There's a whole different personal relationship there inside. Well, like you said, you greet people at church. Right. Right. So, you know, people that aren't from the church don't really know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that is a personal connection that you may not get if you hire a professional. I'm not saying that don't hire a professional. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It's just that's some other things to think about. Absolutely. So yeah. right, anyway. Well, to draw back, I got a question here. I know like a, 
talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and like we usually tend to have like a very free mind mm-hmm. and like just can go off on whatever and right sometimes that's why we fail right because we can't concentrate right but for you like having all these different avenues that you're starting to make money for and like when you started how do you how are you organizing that and then like when you started tackling this like you know putting your application in to be a, an instructor at a right. college you're putting all these little, starting all these little fires. Well, now that they've all taken off, mm, right? You know, how, <laughs> how are you managing all that? It's a good, you know? good question. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you know when I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. I've I've got like three full time jobs going right now. Yeah. yeah. So right. when I come home, and, and I'm getting better at it, I try to allot so much time. So I obviously have to give so much time to the college because yep. that's what they demand for their money. Um, when I am down in Arizona. I give them all of my time because mm. that's what they want for their mm. money. So I have to find, unfortunately, sometimes it's afternoons, evenings, weekends mm. um, that I can fit my personal business stuff into. Or like right now we're going into the holiday season. So the school just shut down today for Christmas break. Mm. Well, now is my time to get all of the end of year business taxes done and everything else. I just have to go back in as long as I do it at least once a month and maintain my finances in um, uh, the online software, then it's fairly simple, right? That's just one aspect of it. Fielding emails. I've gotten better at that because of this horrible little device in my hands you know if i could go back to a dumb phone and and just something that flips off or something i would in a heartbeat but that thing has become very much a lifeblood for small businesses serving others absolutely so you got to be in contact all the time and i can't afford to not answer a call that i don't know or a phone number that i don't recognize you know anything anybody and everybody's a business um so yeah to juggle all of that has been a little bit of a stretch on my time. Yeah. And there have been times where I don't get the traditional weekend because I have to kind of squirrel myself away in my office to work on business-related stuff. Yeah. And then how I schedule. So if somebody wants training or something like that, or church wants training, um, I have to schedule that on a weekend, which works because most people don't have week or only have weekends off anyway Mm -hmm. to do things. But I have to get creative with the scheduling for my business right now. And I've always promised myself that if I start making more at my business than anything else, then I'm going to just focus on that. Mm -hmm. I will turn down the others. Again, I can do that because I have my retirement. I have my benefits. Right, Right. So, I can, if I have to make that decision, I can turn around and just focus on my business when that time comes. Right. And that's what I want ultimately to yeah. happen. I don't right. want to be going in a hundred different directions for the rest well, of my yeah. life. And have you had to build any out any software? Because like, you know, in our line of work, there's so many companies out there that offer us organization and things like that to mm-hmm. help keep on top of things. But you're in a very like small niche thing. Before right. you answer that, how many employees do you have? Or is it just just El me? Nino? And then anytime I have to do any specialized training, I have a couple people that I can go to for like just 1099 stuff. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, so I can contract them out. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Answer the question. Sorry. <laughs> so, so for organization, so, yeah, like softwares or like, or like how do you track who you've worked with and then, you know, who you're going to work with and like your service models and you're keeping on track top of everything that you promised them. So like you said, it's very small niche and because it is small niche and I have a lot of repeat customers, I usually, it's very, 
it's easier than it seems. It's not like your traditional business where I am working with this person and then I'm look, you know, recruiting for the next customer and for the next customer. I have gotten enough now or enough enough of a name for myself now with my business that I either have a lot of repeat customers or uh, especially with like say firearm sales. Yeah. You are listed on a lot of these different websites that mm-hmm. you can order firearms from, but you can't just ship them through the mail, right? You can't, they got to go yep. through a, an FFL dealer in order for them to do all the proper transfer paperwork and the background checks and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So I can be listed on all these websites and then those companies will send me, if they say have a customer buy something, they will send them to me. And then that's how I get, again, my little piece of the pie, so to speak, is because now these people are coming to me to do all the legal part of the business that they have yeah. to do. So that has um, been helpful a lot. I would like to, uh, at some point, get into um, having my own website. That's one thing that I have not done yet. Really? I do not have That's my own website. That's surprising to me. I so far have been 100% social media. Referrals. And referrals. And referrals. Right. That's also so, really impressive. Um, 100% social media, and I feel like I'm starting to maximize or kind of max out that growth a little bit there on the social Mm -hmm. media side of things. There's always more to grow numbers wise. Oh, I got so many followers, but, um, I've kind of feel like I'm starting to max out my outreach on social media. And I, Mm -hmm. that's my next step. I need to get into the, uh, website world of things. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, like you and I were talking earlier before we started recording, Mm -hmm. not everybody wants to work with you and help you. People want your money, and then they, you know, I've had people tell me until, and this is when I was first starting out. You know, hey, when you start grossing thirty thousand in profit minimum, then you come back and we'll help you build a website. I know. Well, how do I do that without your help? Right, and and, you know, and at the time when you're first starting out, you're going thirty k gross. I'll never get. I'll never get that. Yeah, (laughs) like when we start in this business, everybody comes like, yeah, well. All these awesome things you can get to help you grow your practice. Awesome. Premium dollar. Yeah. Here's like, How am I going to get there? How do I yeah. get though? You know, yeah. like, so right. I have to be successful right. to get successful. This right. Exactly. Right. And it's and there's a lot of that with other businesses as well. You want our support. You buy this much of our product. And it's like 150, 200K. Yeah. There ain't no way I can move that much product. Right. right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and do it ethically. And, and do I feel it like ethically. I'm going right. to sleep well at night. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, so, so wow. you know, and you know, and then in this business, you got to stay on the up and up. Right. You know, absolutely, it's one right. of the more regulated businesses, but uh, Which, as it should be, thankfully, yeah. yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so you you know you want you have to jump through all these extra hoops, but you're like, whoa, <laughs> that was just a lot of juggling. Yeah. Right. So it's got its own unique challenges, but you know, I'm still here and right. still yeah. doing it. You know, and I always thought, well. Man, if I if this doesn't work out, I, you know, I'll give it a few years, no problem, no harm, no foul, and then you know, and then but here I am, and I'm still going. All right, so, so give me your ultimate goal with Ostrander Defense. Like, what is the ideal place for Matt for your business? Like, what would you be doing every day? Let's talk. If about I it. had to do that every single day, I, I don't ever want to lose the FaceTime with my customers. I absolutely mm. like being there Good. teaching. Good, right? So. What I would like it to see is be 100% um, sustainable. Mm-hmm. And for that, 
I not only can provide for myself and maintain a standard of living that I've come accustomed to, yep. but I can That beard doesn't off. grow itself. No, the yep. beard I, don't take care yeah. of itself, right? <laughs> you know, so, but also to be able to, to finance everything right. and then to continue to grow. And, and that's ultimately where I would like to see the business go. I'd like to all the, have all the right. new stuff drop right. off within reason, you know, and then, you know, right. and then just be, that's, have my own business. Yeah. You know? That's really good. And here's why I say it. Cause a lot of people are probably going to be listening to this podcast cause they don't know Philip or Aaron, right? right. And uncommon wealth partners, like who are these people? Right. And like, just not to make a commercial about us, but like we want to get people in a place where they are thriving where every day they to go up, wake up, and get excited about what they mm-hmm. do. Right. We also want to get you paid for that. Right. And if you could do that and get paid for what you're passionate about, when would you want to stop doing that? The you answer don't. is never, right. right? And so let's stop thinking about having this big account that we're trying to build up to, but let's start trying to really focus on what you're excited about. Right. And then let's start using your skills and gifts to get you there. And there's times where you're just going to have to take nights and weekends and figure it out. Right. right. But it seems like you're starting to turn a corner of like, what is it, what is it that I really want to do? And was it that I, just kind of doing it for the cash flow? Right. And how can I maybe even hire people to then have a business? Like this is where you need to get mm-hmm. where you could be sitting in Hawaii <laughs> on the beach right. with your wife. Your wife's going to hear this and be like, yeah, Matt, I want yeah. that. <laughs> and then you know your business is still growing, still right. moving behind you. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, you're going to get done out of that beach, fly home, and you can't wait to jump back in. Right. Right? That's what we want to try to get. And I think that's, you're getting closer to that. I'm getting closer were. to that. I'm not there right. yet, but absolutely. I wouldn't mind taking on employees. I wouldn't mind expanding. I mean, that's why we're here, right? Is to continue to do this. Serve make, others. Right. Right. Serve others and, you know, make a living at it. And unfortunately, we all have to make a living. So, True. yeah, we have to be a little bit selfish and say, yeah, we want to make a living at it too. Right. And I want to make a comfortable living at it. Yeah. And so, honestly, like, I don't think that's bad. I I feel like people who pay for your services value it even right. more right. than like it's $750. Like, no, the price has changed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Things have changed a lot. Yeah. And people are okay paying it. And like, right. oh yeah, you want a stipend? You want me to fly you here? Like we will love it. Like, cause right. we just appreciate the expertise that you have. Right. So good for you. Yep. Yeah. You're not paying, you know, customers aren't just paying for a product. They're paying for your knowledge. And your skills yeah, and your how abilities. much is that right. valued? Right. Like that is, I have a stupid, stupid story. So Matt, hang with me, mm-hmm. Aaron, hang with me. So there was a gentleman, this is a fake story, but whatever. Here we go. Is this a mechanic story? No, okay. it's uh, let's just, it's a coffee shop. Right. Somebody sees somebody on the corner of his eye and he's drawing on a napkin. Okay. And he's like, holy cow, that's amazing. And he goes up to the guy. He's like, Hey, like, can I have that? And the guy's like, yeah, I'll sell it to you. $10,000. And the guy's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, there's no way I'm going to pay you $10,000 for a piece of napkin. He's like, let me tell you how many hours it took for this napkin. Like the expertise and the stuff I had to master to get this napkin out, it's $10,000. The guy's like, I'll never pay that. Because that's fine. He goes back to his business. The guy ends up grabbing his coffee, takes a piece of paper, throws it away. Here's the point, right? It, it was Picasso, right? It, mm-hmm. Whoever it is, just put it. But that person has developed a life to ex- do an expertise on something right. and there's value there. Yeah. Whether or not this person saw it or not, but eventually like if he would have got that, let's say this is a dumb example, but if he would have bought it, it probably would have been worth 25,000 or even higher. Right. Right. Because it was this individual who put in time and effort to hone his craft into that napkin. That's what you're doing. Right. With every church you're doing is like, Hey, I've got a lot of expertise that I'm going to dumb down to your right. level to understand, to 
basically make you safer. Right. Invaluable. Yeah. Right. right? Yep. But here's the price that I have today. <laughs> yep. And here, and here we're at. Yeah. Right. And it, you know, it's just like anything else, whether it's a pilot or anything else, you don't yeah. want no. to pay right. t- you know minimal dollar for you, that pilot flying that plane. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's a great example. Like, all right, here's the airline f- ticket. Right price if you want a person that's only done two of these right sixty five dollars or here's one three hundred eighty two you'd be like three hundred eighty two right. all day long yeah. right <laughs> right yeah great Matt, like, what i want to know because like you've told your whole story here like through the military coming up going all that yep. you've learned so, you had so many opportunities to learn about yourself and mm. like really dig deeper like mm. now so that this is like, I think probably be hard for you just because like you've had so much impactful stuff before you started a company, but now that you've started a company, because it's another challenge, it's a different challenges. Mm-hmm. But what do you think that you've really learned mm. about yourself through this process? Mm. Oh, that you can do it. That you do have something that is meaningful and worthwhile to somebody else, that you do have something to offer. Now, I don't mean that I was uh, depressed and low self-esteem or anything like that. But, you know, the fact that, you know, because... Our parents' generations, they didn't, they went to work for somebody else. They sure did. They, more and more people today of our generation are building businesses going, why am I going to work for somebody else? Yep. Yep. And so, but you have to cross that hurdle. Why is somebody going to pay me? What, right. what am I worth? You know, right. I, I know that if I go, you know, into the fast food industry, I'm worth $15 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if I go get a degree, then I might be worth 40,000 a year, maybe. Right. 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 Or if I go work in, you know, some other job outside, then, then maybe I'm worth, I don't know, 25, $30 an hour. Yeah. But now I'm opening my own business. What am I worth? Yeah. Can I do this? Why is somebody going to pay me? Mm-hmm. Well, that in turn, I've learned, you know what? There's not that many people like me in no. the world. There's right. not that many people that um, have the skill sets or the experiences. In fact, nobody else in the world besides me has the experiences that I have. Exactly. The exact thing. Exactly. And so how, you know, the fact that I can monetize that, the, the fact that I can market that and, and make some capital on that, that's what I've learned that, you know what, people are actually willing to listen to what I have to say. People are right. actually willing right. to hear what I have to hear, see what I have to show them, and that by following your skills and abilities and your interests and your hobbies and turning it into something like this, then you can, you're never going to go to work. Yeah, and yeah. so and, and you can do it. You right. know, don't don't ever. You know, that's the biggest hurdle that I had was, you know, why? You know, am I just doing this for nothing? Am I just throwing money, good money after bad? And well, I don't think so anymore. Yeah, yeah. Good. You know, now we now we know that we have something that's marketable. <laughs> There's always that yeah. time though, of like, oh right. gosh, what are we doing here? Right, right. You know, my, is, it's, it's funny. So fast. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta say this because like, no. so fast. I'm learning so much more now. Here we're family, and I, I still, I'm like, I know all this about you. That's yeah, so good. Right. So, so good. But like, really, if we like wanted to break it down into numbers and the percentages. There's probably a very, very small percentage of people in the world that can even do what you do. Because, like, to have the skill set and the knowledge and the experience that you've had, mm-hmm. okay, there's percentage wise, there's a little bit more there, right? Because people right. could probably share that. But then what really gets it down into like a 1% or even less, and then be able to talk to people, you know, connect with Good people, bedside and manner. teach it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Teaching is harder. Teaching is very hard. Like, right. so, I mean, I remember being in right. college as an Good. athlete, my coach was like, teach your series. I was like, Okay, and then I'm like, 
I don't know how you just do it. I don't know. Yeah, right. Right. You just do it. Yeah. Teaching someone's a right. whole nother level. Like you are the only person, like you said, I love that line, by the way, I'm the only person that knows my experience and like, right. it's yeah. me. I'm the only one in the world. And right. like, that is 100% accurate. I love what you just said about like you, our parents' generation. I've seen this too. So I'm mm-hmm. edifying our parents' generation kind of got sold the bill of goods of like 401ks. Yeah. This is amazing. Work here for 25 years. I'm not saying that's bad, but what I will say is, all those people don't have as much in their 401k as they once thought they would Yeah, when they left. Okay, but you know what? It's interesting. The generation that's more like us, which is entrepreneurial, I see, mm-hmm. is our grandparents. Yes. It like switched a generation. Yeah. Like I would love to have a conversation with my grandfather who owned a mobile home park of all right. places. Right. Uh, and like, how did that go down? Like, how did you get the loan? What was grandma thinking? Did right. she ball her eyes out when you put your name on that dotted line? You know, right. like, all these things like... Man, it's just really cool to see our generation starting to understand like, wait, I have more value than what this company says that my worth is. Right. And it's powerful. And it is. And also we could have flexibility. Now there's risk involved. Absolutely. But the flexibility to be able to build something and create something. Right. I feel like you're in your wheelhouse. So Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I I I love it. And I and you know, I like to see something with my name on the on the name yes. on the side of the building. You know, not yes. that I have a building; I don't have a building yet. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I have my own logo, and so that's you know right. that's kind of cool that I have that. Yes. yes. So, and you're serving people. I think this I is what I will go back to from the from a young age. You knew that you wanted to serve people. Yes. You're not serving like maybe you thought you would, but right. you sure are serving. Right. And, and impacting others. And you know, and and you know to. To put it into, since we've focused a lot on church security, that is one thing that I've always tried to, you know, when you have a board or a church board or you have some pastoral staff that aren't quite sure about it, look, this is a ministry or this is a calling like anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have the right people in the right place at the right time. Otherwise, it's all for naught. Right. And so it kind of goes in with what we were saying earlier. You know, in order, if you're going to do something for a, a job, a quote unquote job that, uh, you know, that, but you love doing it, it's not going to be a job. Right. It's, it's a passion. Right. It's a yeah. calling. It is. Right. right. Okay. How do our listeners hear more about you, the company? Tell us how we can get a hold of you if they needed to. Okay. If they needed to, um, they could reach out to me. I can give out my personal cell phone. That's fine. It's uh, 515-971-0027. Ostrander Defense, O-S-T-R-A-N-D-E-R, Defense, D-E-F-E-N-S-E, at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on most social media. Yeah, and maybe by the time this airs, you'll have a website. You, you know, well, I you own... You never know, buddy. <laughs> I own the .com, the .org, and the .net for all three. Okay. I, I, I own for our Australian Defense. And that, if I have one thing for your listeners to, 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 uh, to think and bear in mind, if you're going to copyright or trademark a name, okay, that's all public information. Information. And there are people out there, not necessarily in the United States, but there are people out there that will get this list of all the new companies and businesses and trademarks and copyright material. And they will go in and they will Poach buy it. all the domains, dot coms, dot nets, dot orgs, everything. And so then you end up like me who wanted AustrianDefense.com, but somebody somewhere overseas had it and they were trying to Shanghai me for a thousand dollars just for the permissions for my own name. Oh, so did you pay it? No. Oh, no. how did you get it? I waited. And I waited and I waited like over 18 months until the last time that I got in there and I checked with, uh, 
some different companies and it was down below $500 for to buy the domain rights. And that's when I picked it up. Yeah. Okay. I just waited it out. That's fascinating. So if I had any one tip, you know, buy it before you go and yep. put it in, yep. LLC. put it out in public. Good. Yep. It's good. And did we want to talk LLCs or no? Yeah, do it, buddy. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Uh, well, I don't want to burn up too much of your time. So, uh, for me, I found that it was best to do a, uh, LLC, but I tax it as a sole proprietorship. So you can do both. Yeah. So a lot of people do not know you can do both. Yeah. Yeah. And you can. And so that was a huge thing that I learned. And so that was one of the big things that I learned coming through this whole process was, you know, and and you want to, if you're going to start your own business, you absolutely want to protect yourself, have your business entity be separate from your personal entity. You do not want to put yourself out there on the line like that. But also if you're small enough and you're not really ready to jump up into the full corporation world, right you have those options. You can go in and tax it as a sole proprietorship. Good. So yeah. that's really cool. Good piece of information. Matt, thank you so much for your time. No thank problem. you for your service and keep serving other people because it's important and you're doing God's work. Yeah. And you're also getting paid for it. So yeah. like you're winning great guests on the show. You're doing your own uncommon life, hey. uncommon path. So, Thank you for listening to Uncommon Wealth Podcast. Thank you for being on, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.